discover the inherent power of God in you. Whether there are challenges or not, we are still the same, we are constant. God is constant, God does not change. And that is the life that we have received. He says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today and forever. That is the same life we have also received. We are also the same yesterday, today and forever. What kind of life? We, we, we are the same because we have the same life with Christ. So when you think about God, think about you. Because everything He is. That is why He told Abraham, I am your, your exceeding great reward. God gave Himself as a reward to Abraham. And we are the seed of Abraham. Therefore, we have inherited God Himself. Listen to Pastor Oti Boatin as Christ is magnified in you. Praise the Lord. Do you come with your Bible? And with your notebook? Alright, we are sharing concerning working for the Lord through what? Through fasting and prayer. How many of you fasted on Friday? Wow, that's powerful. So this coming Friday we'll be fasting as well. And we'll be praying. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. From 10 to 5, like I mentioned, the doors of the church will be opened. So anybody can walk in and pray a little and go away. People will be praying, so just come and come and pray. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And I was trying to share some of the things we are going to be praying about with you. Isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Sometimes some people say that, oh, a lot of these things don't, they don't really affect me in any way. I'm interested in myself. I'm interested in praying. I have plenty of problems. My problems are a lot. I need a house. I need a car. I need a wife. I need a husband. I need children. I need... See, the moment you shift your attention from yourself and focus your attention on God, everything changes. Normally, things don't happen the way they are supposed to happen because we are focusing on the wrong things. The moment you change your focus, everything changes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hannah had been praying for years. But the moment she decided to vow a vow to God that if you give me a child, I'll give that child to you. You see, she brought God in perspective and brought the work of God in perspective. If you give me, then I will give you. You see, so if you only have yourself in perspective every single time, you are, you are looking, your vision is small. You have to expand your vision and fulfill your ministry as a priest. The more you do so, the more God honors you. The more God honors you. What I'm sharing with you are things that I've known and done for years, over the years. You can ask those who have been with me for some time. I've, we've, we've prayed like that for years. And we've, we've, we've fasted like that for years. I go on fastings, I go on times of fastings, and I'm not fasting because I want something. I'm fasting because I just want the work of God to go forward. I want the work of God to go so it carries me along. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah. Yeah. This week, God, God has blessed me plenty with, with money, plenty of money. I'm not even thinking about it. I don't even know what to do with it. Hallelujah. Are you, are you jealous of what I like? Psych, you are jealous of what I'm saying. You want some? I'm teaching you how to get it. I'm teaching you how to get it. The Bible says that if the cloud be full of rain, they empty themselves. There's a critical point. There's a critical mass. Okay? Or there's a... You see, if you are filling a, a barrel of water using a bucket, does, does a barrel get filled by just one uh, bucket? If you pour just one bucket into the barrel, then the barrel, barrel is full. That would be a miracle, isn't it? That's not, that's not what happens, isn't it? You have to put a lot of buckets into the barrel. As you empty the contents of the bucket into the barrel, the barrel gets 
higher and higher and higher until the point where it starts overflowing. Same with spiritual things. Sometimes you are, someone, someone is wondering, they say that I'm blessed by God, everything is working for me, but I don't see it working in my life. There's a critical point you're supposed to get to. There's a critical mass you're supposed to get to. Don't prevent yourself from continuing what you are, we are saying you should do. If you are saying you should confess, or if you are saying you should pray, just continue praying. You, it's like a bucket that you are emptying into that barrel. Very soon it will get to that critical point, And it will start overflowing. And when it starts overflowing, it cannot stop. Any little prayer you pray is an overflow. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, that's how it works. When the blessings of the Lord start showing forth in your life, it doesn't stop. It just keeps going and going. It stops only when you stop praying. But it just keeps going and going and going because you've built up to that point. Exodus chapter 11 verse 3, that's what I just mentioned. It says, if the clouds be full of rain, they empty themselves upon the earth. So, if you are, when you are speaking in tongues, they say, Let's, as you speak in tongues, the, 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 the blessings of God in your life start flowing. But you've done it for like two years or three years or four years and nothing is happening. Maybe your barrel is bigger. But it's getting full. Very, very soon, it will get full and it will start overflowing. I know what I'm talking about. I know exactly what I'm talking about. Years ago, when I started learning some of these things that I've been teaching you, I, I teach you things I know and I use. Okay? Things that I've experienced. I don't teach um, something that does not work. I teach what I know from the scriptures as I've experienced it. Do you understand what I'm saying? I'm not saying I teach my experience. I teach the word of God as I have experienced it. I let my experience fall in line with the word of God. Okay? Yeah. I know what it means to be poor. I've been poor before. You think you are, you are poor? You have not seen poverty. Yeah. We used to have, we planted a garden in our own home. Corn. It's what is corn. Corn garden. And that was where we were eating from. Yes. On a regular basis. And then there were palm trees behind the house as well. That was what we were eating from. So if the palm finishes, you are in trouble. Yeah. We do palm nut soup without meat. It hits, we make it, you know, boil and bust, so it becomes very thick. Then you do, I remember I've carried corn so, so much on my head. I mean, we, we take it, we, we harvest it, you remove the corn from the, the whatever, the cob, you get the husks out and all that. Then you dry them. You, you put them in water for it to be. You dry them first of all. Then you put it in water for some time. Then you take it to the corn mill. You, you, I've been to the corn mill so many times. I mean, I've spanked it so many times. Yes. So that they can, you can get your, your, your corn flour, isn't it? Is it corn flour? Yeah. Then I, I don't have to mix it myself. I mix it. I put water inside. You mix it and everything. You keep it down for some time. Because you are coming to do kinky. Put it down for some time and then... Kinky is made, it's on fire. Everything's in the house. Firewood, everything is in the house. They boil it outside for, for some hours. And for the next five days, that's what you do. You, just, you don't ask anybody for food. No, don't ask them. Just locate the nearest kinky. <laughs> and find, add some, some palm nuts to it. And just be happy. Yeah, I remember. I remember very, very, very well. Some people greet me and they say, Oh, your palms are soft. My palms are very soft. I don't know why it's like that. This is soft. It's like I've never... Someone greeted me. I had, I had a colleague some years ago who I was working. She greeted me and said, you have, oh, you have been reading Bible your whole life. You've not done any hard work. I just laughed with him. Yeah, because she doesn't know. Fufu. I've pounded Fufu like... I mean... 
the house I was in, my father has 14 children, so you can imagine. The house, was, there are so many people there, so many kids. If they pour the, whatever, the, the cassava, oh, Charlie, you will pound. And you can't run away. Yeah. But things have changed because of the word of God. Things have worked because of the word of God. And that's what I share with you. Okay? I'm sharing with you one of the most important things that you can do. On, on Friday, I was, talking, I was talking about it as a universal set. You see, if you did math in school, there's a, there's a universal set, then there are subsets, isn't it? The universal set caters for all the subsets. Is it true? Yeah. So long as the universal set is functioning as it's supposed to, the subsets will function as they're supposed to. There are some prayers you need to pray. They are not with you in perspective, but they affect you. They change your life. They do things to you. Okay? And the first thing I mentioned the last time was we praying for the salvation and gathering of souls. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We are fasting and praying, not for ourselves, not for a car, not for whatever, but for the salvation and the gathering of souls. Do you remember? And I, I spoke about how that we have to pray to the, to the Lord of the harvest because the Holy Spirit is the Lord of the harvest. And we have to ask him to release the sheep to us. So I quoted Psalm 2 verse 8. Ezekiel chapter 36, verse 26 to verse uh, 38. That was the last thing I mentioned the last time. How many of you remember on Sunday? All right. So today I want to take you a step further and share. There are so many things I have to share with you. So get ready for I'm coming to talk for a long time. So the next thing we are supposed to pray about, or we are going to be praying about, is that we are going to ask him, we are going to ask the Holy Spirit to resist, to release his irresistible wind. Okay? We are going to ask the Holy Spirit to release. So we are praying, and we are, what are we praying for? We are praying that the Holy Spirit will release his irresistible wind sound. His irresistible what? Wind sound. There's a wind and there's a sound the Holy Spirit has. Okay? His irresistible wind sound. Hallelujah. God will bless this year. God will bless you. I'm not joking. I'm very, very serious. I just know it. That what has been pending for years will start working. Yeah, get ready. Just do what I'm telling you. Follow me, okay? Follow what I'm telling you. Before I continue, let me show you. I just want to show you a scripture briefly. Go to Acts chapter 8. Let's read from verse... Um, Acts chapter 8. Let's read from verse 29. Acts 8.29 Then the Spirit said unto Philip, Go near and join thyself to this child. There was this Ethiopian eunuch who was driving his chariot by. Okay, and God, the Holy Spirit told Philip, Go and go and join yourself to this chariot. So he went and joined himself. Look at the next verse. And Philip ran hither, thither to him, and heard him read the prophet Isaiah. The Ethiopian eunuch was reading the book of Isaiah. Then Philip asked him, Do you understand what you are reading? Do you understand what you are reading? He said, how can I understand? Look at, this, look at his answer. How can I understand except a man should guide me? How can I understand except a man should guide me? There's a man that God has given to guide you and help you to understand his word. His word is very important, but if you just read it, you don't understand. You need someone. The thing is so big, you don't even know where to start from. Have you ever tried reading it on your own in a certain way? Do you understand what I'm saying? Like you say, I'm reading from Genesis to Revelations. By the time you get to Genesis chapter 2, you realize that you are asleep. And you are snoring. You don't know what's going on. 
And he said, how can I, except a man should guide me? Except a man should guide me. The guy could not produce results with what he was reading. He couldn't. It didn't mean anything to him. And he desired Philip that he would come up and sit with him. Look at the next verse. The place of the scripture which he read was this. He was led as a sheep to the slaughter, and like a lamb dumb before his share, so opened he not his mouth. Verse 33. In his humiliation, his judgment was taken away. And who shall declare his generation? For his life is taken from the earth. Next verse. And the Enoch asked Philip and said, I pray thee, of whom speaketh the prophet this? Of himself or of some other man? He didn't even know who it was in reference to. Was the prophet talking about himself or was talking about another man? Look at the next verse. Then Philip opened his mouth and began at that same scripture. At that same scripture. And preached unto him Jesus. From that same scripture. Where that man could understand. There was another man who understood. And could guide and teach him and help him. For the scripture he was reading to make, as, make sense in his life and produce results in his life. After explaining this to him, the man got born again. The most important thing that could ever happen in that Ethiopian Enoch's life happened. Because a man came and taught him the word of God. He received salvation and was baptized in water as well. Two very important things happened. He would have been reading Isaiah and Jeremiah and all that for years and would never have had any results. Not knowing whom the scriptures are talking about. So there's a man to guide you. Do you understand? Sent by God to guide you, to help you. That's what we are doing now. I'm helping you understand what you're supposed to be doing. Or else you not know. You'll not be able to navigate your way. <laughs> you don't know what to do. Go to 1 Corinthians chapter 3. Let's read verse 6. 1 Corinthians chapter 3 from verse 6. Go to verse 5 so that we can understand it. He says, Who then is Paul? And who is Apollos? Then it says, but they are ministers by whom ye believed. Even as the Lord gave to every man. They are ministers by whom he believed. They are ministers by whom you can believe. If you don't meet them, you will never believe till you die. Are you listening to me? They are ministers by whom you believe. Even as the Lord gave to every man. God gives. He gives his men. The Ethiopian Enoch was given Philip to help him. Have the word of God produce results in his life. So don't take, don't take the house of God for granted. And don't take the words of the man of God that God has sent you for granted. If he says, let's do this. Just follow it and get it. If you don't follow it, you'll not get the result. If you follow it, you'll get the result. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah. If I were you, I'll do that. I'll just follow. When they say, we are doing this, I'll just, okay. Let's get in line. God says, you see... At the beginning of the year, we said that this is how you're working for God. That is what it is. That is what it is. There are other places where there is the idea of greatness. Another place is the idea of the supernatural. Another place is the idea of good things. Another place is the idea of power. Another place is the idea of carrying, crossing over. Another place is the idea of miracles, signs and wonders. But in this place, you see, God has given to every man whom he, whom, through whom he will believe. You to the one God has given to you says that we are working for the Lord. So you don't have to sit in the corner and say that what is all this? I wish we were this was a year of power. I need I really need power, the power of God to work in my life this year. You are making a mistake. You're making a very, very big mistake. Your your concentration, your focus should be on what they are told they are saying you should do. And you produce results. Yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's how it works. Okay? Yeah. So just something to to help you. Hallelujah. So, we are praying. When you are praying, this year when you are praying, don't pray for yourself. Don't pray for yourself. 
Don't pray for yourself. Start by praying for souls. Father, give us souls. Whenever you kneel down, you are praying. Father, give us souls. Add men to the kingdom of God. He says, you shall, you shall, I will yet for this be inquired of by the house of Israel. And I will add unto them men as flock. Yeah, I will multiply them. I will increase them. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. It's so important. God, I'm, seeing, I'm seeing you getting bigger and better as you journey the way God wants you to journey. Yeah, you will just become bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And bigger. God, that's what God does. He puts householders in charge of his people who will give them meat in due season. There's a meat, there's a food, there's a meal required at every single point in time for you, for your life, for you to grow. God cares about you. My son was not feeling well during the week. And I was so worried. I was so bothered. I couldn't do some things. I just had to be there. He'll be lying on my chest. When he felt better, I, the day he ate, he took, because he, he had not eaten for like five days or so, two days. He had not eaten anything like solid, like pepper or anything for two days. When he started eating, I lied on the floor and started thanking God. I was so excited. I was full of joy. Then God told me, if you, were, you being a man care so much about your son, how much more me? Yeah, that's what God told me. How much more me? How much more do you think I care about my children? God cares about you too much. God is interested in your life more than you are interested in your life. You see the way you are interested in your life? He is more interested in your life than you are. He, you see, your desire for good is not evil. Though. Who doesn't want good things to happen to him? You don't want good things to happen to you. Who, who wants good things to happen to him? Every time, like you are living good, you are fine, everything is fine. Do you like being poor? Having need. You don't have, you don't have money on you. You can't even board trotro to the nearest place. You don't know where your next meal is going to Do you like such things? God did not design the world to be like that. Adam was created and put into a, a, a garden where everything was available. His job was to till the land and eat. That was all. That was all. He, he was just enjoying beauty. God had done everything. God did everything and said everything was good. Everything was beautiful. He was put into a beautiful world, a good world. That is why we all like good things. That is why we all like, every lady likes good things. If you, if you think a lady does not like good things, just give her some money, 10,000 cities, and put her, at, put her in one of the malls. The money will get finished. I mean, you'll be surprised. You'll be surprised. You'll be surprised. They like good things. Is it true? Yeah. Just 10 minutes, it will get finished. One week will be like um, 2,000 cities. Sharp. Oh, my dear, is it true? You buy it, you'll be happy. Or oh, you don't like such things. Your, your desire for good is not wrong, it's correct. God is just showing you how that good should be fulfilled because people are using all kinds of means to get good, to have good life. They are, using, they are killing their mothers, killing their children, duping people, using wrong means to, be, to get good things around them. But God is showing you how, His way of making sure you live the good life. Do you understand? See, I'm getting better. I'm getting better. And stronger. And stronger. And greater. And greater. By, each day. by each day. So we must ask the Holy Spirit to release his irresistible wind sound, isn't it? Yeah. Turn to Acts chapter 2. Let's read from verse 1. So follow me, okay? Follow me. I'm going to share a lot of things. I have about five or six different, six different huge 
things to talk about with so many points under. So just follow me, okay? Yeah. Acts chapter 2 from verse 1. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly, say suddenly, suddenly. there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind and it filled all the house where they were sitting. It was a sound and it was a wind. Okay? It filled the house where they were sitting. Next verse. And they, they appeared unto them, clothing tongues like as of fire and it sat upon each of them. Go to verse, go to verse 5. Go to verse 5. Go to verse 4, rather. Go to verse 4. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Verse 5. And they were dwelling in Jerusalem, Jews, devout men of out of every nation under heaven. Verse 6. Now when this was noised abroad, when the sound and the wind was noised abroad, the multitude came together. So the Holy Spirit has a driving, he has a wind, and he has a sound that he can make that will cause the multitudes to come over. Look at it, it says, when this was noised abroad, the multitude came together and were confounded, and they were saved. None of them got saved. If you read on, you realize that salvation came. So we must pray that the Holy Spirit will release this irresistible sound. It's irresistible. When they hear it, it will come. It's supernatural. It's not physical, it's supernatural. He's the one who gathers the people. You see, the sheep belong to him. We must pray for him to release the sheep. We must pray for him to release his irresistible sound, wind sound, to gather the people for salvation. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's what you must pray. Okay? Yeah. You gather them from all the corners of the city and bring them for salvation. Look at Numbers chapter 11, verse 31. Numbers eleven thirty-one. In Numbers chapter 11, the church of Israel said that they were tired of eating manna. Said we have eaten manna, 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 manna. We are tired. We want something else. Just like the way some people behave, some people do in church. You know, some people don't want to sit in one church and receive the word of God that is coming to them. They feel that it is too, every time we are receiving this particular one, let's go and mix it somewhere so that we can get more. How many of you ate in three different houses yesterday? During the day yesterday? You ate from three different houses. You started in your friend's house, then you went to another friend's house for uh, lunch, then you went to another friend's house for dinner. How many of you did that during the day? Nobody does that. Do you eat from one place? Don't you eat from one kitchen? Oh, breakfast, lunch, supper, everything comes from one kitchen, isn't it? And if, you, if you've noticed, your mother's food tastes in a certain way. Your, the one who helps in the house to the food tastes in a certain way. And then when you, there's every, you see, food is in fingers. The taste of food is in fingers. The fingers are touched. Same onions, but the one who touches it is the one who gives it taste. It's amazing. Yeah. You don't eat from house to house. So why would you want to be eating from house to house, spiritually speaking? Today you are in this church, tomorrow you are in another church, tomorrow there's something wrong. When they desired for, they desired for flesh, they, desired, they said we are tired of manna, we want to eat meat. Meanwhile, the manna was the most balanced diet that you would ever have in your life. The manna was what was keeping them and preventing them from growing old. And preventing them from... It, that was what was causing things to happen to them. None of them were old. None of them were sick. None of, none of those things. More than a million. There were three million people walking in the desert. And nobody was sick. There was no hospital with them. Nobody was sick. For 40 years, everybody was fine. But they said, oh, we want flesh. We want flesh. And Moses didn't know what to do. So Moses went to God and said, God, the people are looking for flesh. How are we going to get flesh from this desert? And God said that, ah, do you think I'm, my hands are too short to save? 
I can do anything. I'll set them a table in the midst of, the de- of this desert. Don't worry, you just go and tell them to satisfy themselves and come. I'll give them meat to eat. Look at how God did it. And there went forth a wind from the Lord. God, a wind went from God. And brought quails. Quails are beds. He brought quails from the sea. And let them fall by the camp. As it were a day's journey on this side. And as it were a day's journey on the other side. Round about the camp. And as it were. And as it is. And as it were two cubits high upon the face of the earth. The bears landed all around the camp. And they were landing. The, the whole camp was filled. And they were landing upon each other. Can you imagine? It was, it was humanly impossible. To have meat. But God said don't worry. I'm God. Let them say themselves. And he sent his wind to gather. I've prayed this prayer so many times over the years. This prayer. This is the reason why we have churches all over the place. And we have people sitting in all those churches. This morning, there are people sitting in every, every one of our churches. Every one of our churches. Listening to the word of God. Because I pray, I've prayed this prayer for years. For years. Now God wants you to join in that prayer. Can you imagine if every Friday all of us are praying that God send your irresistible wind to gather the men like you gather the quails to gather to come to our church. To enter various churches. Not only our church. You enter, there's a church here. The, the church must be filled. This church must be filled. The one next to us must be filled. All the churches must be I'm not talking about our church only. I'm, I'm talking about us praying for the house of God to increase. For the mountain of the Lord's house to be established on top of the mountains. Go to Isaiah chapter 2 from verse 1. The word that Isaiah, the son of Amos, saw concerning Judah and Jerusalem. He says he saw concerning Judah and Jerusalem. We are the new Jerusalem. We are in the new Jerusalem. And it shall come to pass in the last day that the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established in the top of the mountains. He's saying that the church must be the highest and the most important thing in life. Why? Every Monday morning there's traffic in town. There's traffic in town every Monday morning. Last Monday, around 4 p.m., I tried to move out of the house to go and do something. I just turned back and went back to the house. Because there was too much traffic. After 4 o'clock. So I was, I was wondering whether it was Friday. So I thought about it for some time and I realized, hey, it's Monday, it's not Friday. There was so much traffic. People going to work, coming out, coming back to work. But on Sunday morning, there's free, free, everything is free. You can just drive. I got from Cantonment to this place, I used 20 minutes to get here. I left the house at 9, I got here at 9.20. 20 minutes I was here. But on, on Wednesday evening, when I'm coming, I come to church. We spend about one and a half hours on, on the road. Yeah. Many people. But on Sunday, the place is quiet. Why? Because this thing is not being done in, 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 in our lives. People don't think church is important. They don't think the house of God is important. But the Bible says that it shall be the most exalted of all. In other words, on Sunday morning, every, nobody will be found on the streets. Nobody will be found playing soccer. Nobody will be found doing something. This church cannot handle other people. Every church must be filled. And we must pray for that to happen. Release your irresistible wind, Lord. Gather them. Let them come in without even knowing what they are doing. One man was giving a testimony concerning a certain church that he attended. He said that he was sleeping. And in his dream, he saw a banner of a certain church. He didn't know where to even find a church. So, it was a Saturday night. So, Sunday morning when he woke up, he just took a shower and bathed. In his, in his dream, he saw the building, the church building as well. When he got out of his house, he saw some buses moving in front of his house. Then he said, ah, maybe these buses are going to that church. Let me join the, the bus. And he hopped up on the bus. Then, when they got to the church, it was a church he saw in his dream. And he hesitated, and that was the beginning of, it, of changes, real changes in his, in his life. 
That's what I'm talking about. As we pray like the Holy Spirit gives people dreams, gives people visions, and shows them pictures of where to go and where to be. If we are not praying like this, our church will be empty. And you will not get your wife to marry. Neither will you get your husband to marry. Church growth is too important. It's too important. If the church grows, everybody benefits. You see, I was sharing with you the last time concerning contracts. Some of you are contractors. Nobody has, but most of us have not built. Most of us. About 90% of us have not built. Those watching me, you've not built. We are yet to build. Isn't it? And the church has built, it's, it's building as well. We are building plenty of buildings. If the church has about 100,000 people in it, and all the 100,000 people are building three-bedroom house, can the contractors in the church be able to handle what is going on? You can't even handle it. You see, but you are not seeing what you are supposed to see. You are thinking differently. If the mantle of the Lord's house is exalted, if you pray this prayer for people to be in the church, you'll be shocked at what it will mean for you. That's why God says, stop thinking about yourself. Think about the bigger picture. Pray like this. Pray that the irresistible wind of God, the wind sound of God. Go to Isaiah chapter 5. Look at verse 26. He sent forth his wind. A wind from the Lord moved, and it gathered the quails. It brought them to the camp. It brought them to, to the camp. God, bring them to our camp. Bring them to the camp of the church. Let everybody in this area find himself sitting in a house. If you move around right now, you'll be surprised at how many people are walking on the streets. And you'll be surprised at how many people are playing soccer. This morning I was coming, some people were training. This is the time for their exercise. They're just moving, shaking their bottoms like that. Hey, Sunday morning when you're supposed to be in the house of God, listening to God, listening to what to do for, with their lives. They don't know that this life, this body will, 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 will decay. It will live. It will, you will leave this body. The most important person, they don't mind. The most important aspect of you is your spirit. Because you have the spirit. The real person, there's a real man. The one who is causing you to see. Causing you to talk. Causing you to hear and walk. And do other things. That's the real you. He's supposed to be trained and raised on Sunday mornings. On Wednesday nights. On Friday nights. But some people say, eh, what is all that? All this, uh, we don't like those things. We like... Eh. May the Lord have mercy on you. You know, someone said that, as for me, God forbid that I should commend this sin by refusing to pray for you. Israel was in sin. He said that, as for me, you guys are in sin, but as for me, God should punish me if I refuse to pray for you. We will pray for you. Because that's our job. We have to pray for you. Yeah. So we have to pray. We are the priests. Um, we are, all of us are the Samos. We have to pray for the rest of the world. They don't know. We must pray that their eyes will be open so that they will get to see what God wants them to see. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Look, at, look at this one. Isaiah 5 verse 22. Okay, so, Woe unto them that are mighty to drink wine, and men of strength to mingle strong drink. And people... There's <laughs> a guy in my area I, 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 where our church is located in Kumase. Uh, the church building Alpha. Down there. He was a guy who was used to get our blocks done for us. He has a drinking spot in front of his house. And he, he can mix the drinks for, to become so powerful. When you finish drinking, it, you become sick for two days. And there was a day he was mixing the drink and he decided to taste. When he tasted it, for two days he couldn't do anything. He was just in bed like that. He nearly died. Strong, they can mingle strong drink. <laughs> Next verse, verse 23. We justify the wicked for reward and take away the righteousness of the righteous from him. Terrible things are happening. Therefore, as, a, as the fire devoured the, the stubble and the flame consumed the chaff, so their root shall be as rottenness, and their blossom shall go up as dust. 
because they have cast away the law of the Lord of hosts and despise the word of the Holy One of, of, of Israel. You see what is happening? They are not following God. Look at the next verse. Therefore the anger of the Lord kindled against his people and he has stretched forth his hand against them and has smitten them and his hills and the hills did tremble and their carcasses were torn in the midst of the, of the streets. For all this his anger is not turned away but his hand is stretched out still. Verse 26. Then it says, And he will lift up an ensign. He will lift up an ensign. An ensign is a symbol, a sign, a flag. To the nations from far. These people who are not called. He says, in the last days, he will lift up an ensign to them from afar. And will hiss. He will make a sound. You know, if you know how to, if you've been a, a farmer before, you know how to gather, probably, let's say you are looking after uh, goats. There's a sound to gather goats, isn't it? Is it true? Praise the Lord. That's what you do, isn't it? You do that. And they come. Is it true? If you are calling chicken, what do you do? Oh, so you have... You see, there are sounds to gather various animals. There's a sound to gather human beings. The Holy Spirit is the one who knows that sound. It says, And I will hiss unto them from the ends of the earth, and behold, they shall come with speed swiftly. They shall come with speed swiftly. So if we pray that they should make that sound, they will all gather. Hallelujah. Oh, Hallelujah. So every Friday we'll be here. Pray, Father, make that sound. Let that sound go up. Let the wind of the Lord go up. Let the wind of the Lord go up. To gather them from every single corner in this city. Accra is the biggest city in the whole of the country. Everybody's in Accra. You know everybody's in Accra. Everybody, everybody's in Accra. Two days ago, I was driving through Greater Estates. I've never, I've never driven through Greater Estates before. How many of you know Greater Estates? I've never driven through there. I didn't know those. I've had great estates, great but I didn't know those. Are not that place like that. Plenty, plenty houses everywhere, everywhere, everywhere is covered in a car. Very soon you will not be able to buy any land because there will not be land. No land will be available. You have to buy floors. So you buy the next floor you build. Then you buy the next floor you build. Hallelujah. Look at it. it says the Lord is. Uh, good uh, GNT. The Lord gives a signal to call for a distant nation. He whistles for them to come from the ends of the earth. And here they come swiftly, quickly. So we must pray that God release your irresistible, it's irresistible, your irresistible wind sound and gather them. Are you going to pray like that? Yeah. Let's pray like that. You'll see that. You'll see all the churches filled to the glory of God. When I finish talking about this, I'll talk about soul winning. Working for the Lord through soul winning. And I'll talk about the benefits of soul winning. Okay, the benefits of having a big church, a mega church. This church, this particular church, is going to be a mega church. This, this one. The one that is listening to me to right now. You're also going to become a, a mega church. This church will not have less than 5,000 people in it at one time. Very soon, one service will be 5,000. The next service will be 5,000. The next service will be 5,000. The next service will be 5,000. You will have 5,000, 5,000 for four services. And other services. Hallelujah. Do you believe it or you don't believe it? Do you like such things or you don't like such things? You know, there's nothing like being able to travel to any country and having people there. Recently, I was at Obwasi. When I went there, I didn't have to take any money. Because we have a church in Obwasi. When I went there, I just entered the church. And they sorted me out. They made me fight. I was even tired. I told them, it's okay, take the food away. Yeah. Because someone, you see, if there are churches, we have churches all over the place. Lighthouse, they don't suffer in some things though. Oh, you need just make sure, just when you arrive, if, just if you do stay where you come, don't worry. They will, they will gather you and help you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
you can go to any and any place in the world and you have people there because the church is big. But if the church is small, so you understand what I'm saying? Uh, we must pray. Hallelujah. Then the next thing that we are going to be praying is that we must ask him to convict them. After bringing them, he must convict them. The Holy Spirit must convict them. You cannot convict anybody to change. If you have the hopes of grabbing somebody and changing the person, do you answer like you are hoping that oh I'll go into a relationship? This boy is a bad boy. Everybody, you see, it's not news. Everybody knows that he's a womanizer. When he sees skirts, he just moves like even trousers he moves because some of the ladies are in trousers, isn't it? So. Everybody knows, including you. Yet you say that, oh, he will change. You are the Holy Ghost. You are into changing people. Nobody can change anybody into changing lives. Nobody can change anybody. Nobody can change anybody. It's only God who can change somebody. <laughs> you see, what I just meant, it's someone's life will right now. The person is on the brink of deciding that I'm going to change the guy. <laughs> he will sport, he will sport things for you, you'll be surprised. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hmm. <laughs> Go to John chapter 16. Let's read from verse 7. The Holy Spirit is the one who, only one who can convict. So we must pray that as, they, as he gathers them and puts them in the churches, he should convict them. Do you understand? He should convict them. He should pray them in their hearts. So that they can change. Hallelujah. Nevertheless, this is just talking. He says, Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is experience for you that I go away. For if I go not away, the comforter will not come unto you. But if I depart, I will send him unto you. He's talking about the Holy Spirit. That when he goes away, he will send the Holy Spirit. Then he says, When the Holy Spirit has come, he will reprove the world of sin. He will what? He will reprove the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. Look at the next verse. Of sin because they believe not on me. The reason why they are going to hell is because they don't believe in him. And he's the only one who can reprove them and convince them of the fact that they are sinners and that they must change. Nobody else can do it. Go to Acts chapter 2. You'll see it there. Acts chapter 2. Let's read from verse 37. This, this is after the coming of the Holy Spirit. That sound was made. The people gathered. And asked, you see, the first two prayers that we are praying is for the gathering of the people into the churches. But this one is very important for them to change. For them to respond to salvation. For them to respond to the word of God. For something to change in their hearts. Okay? So when they gathered and Peter spoke, Peter spoke and spoke and preached about Jesus Christ. Now when they heard this, they were pricked in their hearts. They were pricked in their hearts. No human being can cause this. Only the Holy Spirit can cause this. They were pricked in their hearts. And said unto Peter and to the rest of the apostles, Men and brethren, what shall we do? They wanted to know what to do to get salvation. So we must pray for the conviction of sin, of righteousness, and of judgment. That the people will be prayed in their hearts. That they will change. They will really change. That they will believe things will change for them. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, it will happen. That's, uh, that's the Amplified, John 16, verse 8. And when he comes, he will convict and convince the world. He will convict and convince the world. He, the, he, the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit convinces people. 
Break them in their hearts. Let them know that they are in sin. Let them know that they are, what they are doing is wrong. Let them change. How? Through our prayer. That's the only thing that will cause people to change. Hallelujah. So we pray like this. Father, release your spirit. Release the wind. Your irresistible wind. Make your irresistible sound. Hiss. Hiss that hiss. Give that whistle that calls human beings. Just like we can call animals to gather. Father, call them to gather. And when they gather, convict them. Break them in their hearts. Make them change. Cause change every Friday. Say every Friday. I'll be praying like this. I'll be fasting like this. I'll not be fasting for my, myself. I'll not be fasting for a car. I'll be fasting for souls. You see, what you push forward takes you forward. What you push forward takes you forward. Jesus said that seek ye first a kingdom. This is what it means to seek first a kingdom. In prayer. As you do it, God will be, God will be rewarding. He says when you are praying, pray in secret. And your father who sees in secret will reward you openly. There's a reward for prayer. As you pray like this, God will reward you openly. I don't have to ask for some, a lot, I don't ask for a lot of things. I don't have to. My focus is not on some things. My focus is on the word of God. On, on what he wants me to do. I try and find time to do this. Yeah, pray like this. Gather them, Lord. Make your resistful sound. Gather them. You are, the, you, are the, you are the Lord of the harvest. Release. Release the sheep for us. Let them gather. Fill our churches with them. That's what we pray. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And watch God reward you. You'll be surprised. Tell me about God will surprise you. God will shock you. As you fast and pray. These prayers. Can I go on? Alright. So the next that number two thing, this, all this is num- under number one. You remember the last time I gave you number one. So I have number one, two, three, four, five, six. So all what I've shared is under number one. Number one is what? Pray for the salvation and gathering of souls. And I told you, number one A, we must ask him to release the sheep. You remember? Number one B was we must ask him to release his irresistible wind sound. Number one C, we must ask him to convict them. Okay? So now we are on number two. Number two is to pray for the release of the reaper angels. We must pray and ask God to release the reaper angels. They are angels involved in the reaping of souls. Reaper angels. R-E-A-P-E-R. Okay? So we are, we are to pray for the release of the reaper angels. A lot of people don't know that they are angels involved in the reaping of souls. In Acts chapter 10. From verse 1 to verse 7, there's a story concerning a man called Cornelius. Cornelius was a good man. The Bible calls him a good man. But good men don't end up in heaven. It is not your goodness that takes you to heaven. If you are not born again, you will not go to heaven. They are philanthropists, people who are, they are rich and they give and they are into helping humanity. But they don't know Jesus. Because they don't know Jesus, they will end up in hell. If they don't receive him, they'll end up in hell. It is not your good works that takes you to heaven. It is your salvation. It is Jesus. It is you accepting Jesus as your Lord and personal Savior that takes you to heaven. It is not your knowledge of God, the existence of God, that takes you to heaven. No. As for the existence of God, even the devil knows. The Bible says that the devil believes and knows that God exists and he trembles. So believing that God exists is not enough. But you must believe. He doesn't believe in Jesus Christ. He doesn't like Jesus Christ. There's a man who has been sent from God. His name is called Jesus. He's the mediator between God and men. Okay? He is the mediator between God and men. No other. So Cornelius was a good man. The Bible says that he was giving to the poor. 
and he, he was even building temples eh, for the children of Israel. But he was not born again. And he was always praying. Always praying to God. In general, God. And God cared about him. God was worried that this guy, if something does not happen, he will just die and go to hell. He's a good man. His prayer had even come to God as a, as a man. Look at it. He says, a devout man, Cornelius was a devout man, and one that feared God with all his house, which gave much alms to the people and prayed to God always. Look at the next verse. He saw in a vision, evidently about the ninth hour of the day, an angel of God coming in, into him and saying unto him, Cornelius. So an angel was sent to him to talk to him and mobilize him for salvation. This thing has not stopped. This is New Testament. It has not stopped. It still works. It's working to date. We must pray that angels will be released to talk to people in their dreams. Angels will be released to meet people and tell them. I've met, I've met, you see, I've had encounters in my life. There was a day, I remember very well, our first church, our first church was in a classroom. We were in a classroom at Amokum. This is just about seven years ago. 2010. 2010. Yeah. 2010. So this was 2010, around, uh, around July. I was just walking through that place. I'd come to arrange the chairs the day before so that we can have service on the Sunday morning. We had a curtain, so I was just standing and hang the curtain. Pastor Lee was not around then. So I hung the curtain. Hang it. When you hang it here, this side falls. Then you come and hang this side. Then you, this side. Like that, that was what I was doing. When everything was done, I walked up. And I was going to go and pick a car from the other side. As I was going, I met a guy on the school field. It's a park there. Open place. He stopped me and asked me for money. 2010, so where Kufo's money had come. He said I should give him um, is it 24 CDs. 24 CDs, 90 pesos or something like that. He was specific. You are a beggar, you ask him for money, he wants you to give you a specific amount. With pesos. I think 24 cities is 90 pesos. I said, oh, I have 25 cities on me. So I said, I will give you 20. So I gave him the 20 cities. Then he said, no. He doesn't want the 20 cities. He needs 24 cities, 90 pesos. I looked at him. And he looked like someone I knew. He looked like someone I knew. Someone I've seen before. And I was like, ah, this guy, pa. I think I had 26 cities then. So I gave him the five cities for it to be 25. Then he started blessing me. He said, you see the church you have started? It will become very big. It will go forward. It will multiply. There was nobody in the church. Now this was when there was one person. You remember I had one person for six months. This was when there was only one person in the church. And I had come to arrange the thing for one person. He started blessing me. It will increase. It will multiply. It will become big. He was just blessing me. I said, Amen. Oh, yes, you did. Amen. I was just thinking about the money. I was not thinking about it. I was just thinking about the money. Amen. Amen. Then he walked past me. I took two steps and turned to, to see him go. When I turned, he was not there. He had vanished. And I just, straight forward, I knew that I had met an angel. Go to Hebrews chapter 13 from verse 1. It's in the Bible scripture. There are angels that are always walking around. Always. Let brother Lamru uh, continue. Verse 2. Be not forgetful. He says, because forgetfulness will prevent you from, do, from entertaining angels. He says, do not for, be forgetful 
Be not forgetful to entertain strangers. For thereby some have entertained angels unawares. People have entertained angels unawares. Unawares. They didn't know what was going on. But those people that were entertaining were angels. They are angels walking around every single day. And some of them are involved in reaping the harvest. Gathering people for salvation. Are you listening to me? Go to, let's go to Matthew. Matthew chapter 13, from verse 37 to verse 39. Kola Basataba. Don't be forgetful. Tell anybody, don't be forgetful. Hmm? To entertain strangers. For thereby, some have entertained angels on our west. They didn't know what they were doing. He answered unto, the, unto them, He that sowed the good seed is the son of man. Jesus was explaining the power of the sower and the power of the seed and all those things. He says, He that sowed the good seed, he that sowed the good seed is the son of man. That is Jesus Christ, okay? Next verse. Then he says, The field is the world. The good seed are the children of the kingdom. But the tares are the children of the wicked one. Remember this parable, the parable of the Wheat and the tears. Next verse. The enemy that sold them is the devil. The harvest is the end of the world. And the reapers are the angels. So there are angels involved in the reaping of the harvest. So what are we going to be praying? Father, release the reaper angels. This weekend, release the reaper angels. Let people march into the church without knowing what they are doing. Let the wind of God blow them as they are going this way. Let it blow them. Let them end up in churches. All over the country. In the name of Jesus. Do you think God will not reward you for praying like that? He will reward you. You'll be surprised. This is the large, this is the universal set. I'm talking about universal set. It's called the old path. Okay? There are angels that are involved. So we pray them down. Father, release them. Let them come down this weekend. Between Saturday and Sunday morning, blow them. Let them dreams, visions, encounters with people. Let them locate different churches in different places, including our churches, in the name of the Lord Jesus. Fill all of our churches by the power of the Holy Spirit through the reply angels. Gather them. Gather all the good men who are good and don't, don't know about Jesus. Gather them into our churches in the name of the Lord Jesus. And convict them as they come. This is a powerful prayer point. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Point number three. So number two does not have any A or B. Okay? Point number three. Pray for signs and wonders amongst God's people. Let us pray. We have to pray for signs, miracles, signs and wonders amongst God's people. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Pray or ask for signs and wonders, miracles, signs and wonders amongst God's people. Go to Acts chapter 8. Let's read from verse 5. Now, in Acts chapter 8, Philip had gone to Samaria to go and preach the gospel. Okay? Now, when he got there, the Bible says that then Philip went down to the city of Samaria and preached Christ unto them. He was preaching to them. Next verse. And the people with one accord gave heed. They gave attention unto those things which Philip spake. Why? Hearing and seeing the miracles which he did. They heard and saw the miracles which he did. Some people told them about the miracles. And others saw, about them, others saw the miracles. And because they saw and heard, they gave heed to those things which Philip speak. Look at the next verse. For unclean spirits crying with a loud voice came out of many that were possessed with them. And many taken with palsies, people who were keeping their bed, people who couldn't walk. And them and that were lame were all, they were all healed. Everybody was healed. 
And the whole, the Bible says the whole of Samaria gave their life to Christ. The whole of Samaria. Not one, not two. Everybody gave their life to Christ. Why? Because they heard and saw the miracles. That was done. Praise the Lord. Go to John. John chapter 4. Let's read verse 48. Jesus says something there. Then said Jesus unto him, Except you see signs and wonders, you will not believe. This is the truth. Some people need signs and wonders to believe. Without signs and wonders, they will never believe. They will never believe. Now, the myth is that signs and wonders just happen automatically on their own. It is not true. We must pray for them to happen. If we don't pray, it will never happen amongst us. If we don't pray, nobody will get any testimony, remarkable testimony in the church. You see, because you started praying and setting about that, people are getting testimonies all over the place. People are getting great testimonies. Hallelujah. There's a demand for it. There's a demand for something extraordinary to happen. Something wild must happen amongst us. People must get wild testimonies. If people are getting wild testimonies, what do you think will happen? A lot of people will join that church. There's a story concerning a certain Muslim who had a house that he was renting out to people. Someone came to live in one of his, his, his rooms and the person started going to the church opposite the house. When the person started going to the church, after three months, he was celebrating his birthday and he bought a car. His, his tenants bought a car after three months of going to that church. He was surprised. In less than two years, his tenants had built a house and had left his house to go and stay in the house and was still going to that church. Then another person came to stay in his house and asked him whether there was, whether there was a church. He said, oh, there's a church here. You can go to that church. So that tenant also started going to that church. Same thing. He also bought a car and left the house. Then he said, hey, this church, let me also go and go and go and just let me also go some. And uh, that Muslim is, is in the church till date. It's been more than 20 years. He's still in the church. So until they see a difference. And this year God says he will put a difference between those who serve him and those who do not serve him. Yeah, there will be a clear difference. But we must pray for, for miracles, signs and wonders to happen amongst us. Something wild must happen in your life. What do you think? Something wild must happen in the other person's life. We must pray for it. If we don't pray for it, it won't happen. If we live it for one person, you want me to pray for it alone? It won't happen. It will happen, but it will be minimal. You see, there's something called corporate prayer. I'm, a, I'm your pastor, but I need your faith for our faith together to work. It's not one person. Miracle signs and wonders are not done by, by... Let me show you. Go to Acts chapter 6. Go to Acts chapter 6. Let's read. Acts chapter 4, rather. Let's read from verse 29. Acts chapter 4, from verse 29. Now, this is the, the, all the disciples of Jesus Christ that he had left. These are all the people that were in the, the, the upper room when the Holy Spirit came. Okay? Their number had increased. They are, they, at this time, there were more than 5,000. So many of them. Peter and John were going to the temple. As they were going, they saw a man who was lame in his feet and got him healed. And more people were even saved because of that particular miracle. 5,000 people were added to the church. Go up. Go up to verse, about, I think verse 4 or so. He says the number of people that, that believed because of that particular miracle, verse 4. Yeah. How did many of them which had the word believed? And the number of the men was about 5,000. Of the men alone. The women and the children were not counted. 5,000 people believed. Why? Because one miracle was done. One person who was lame in his feet, sitting at the temple, was healed. And because he was healed, many people gathered. The healing brought many people. The miracle, the sign, the wonder brought... It was a wonder. They've never seen anything like that before. They all gathered. And Peter spoke. When he spoke, 5,000 people gave their lives to Christ. So, 
Peter and John were arrested because of what they had done. They were put in jail. And they released them and warned them and threatened them that if they should preach in Jesus' name again, they will see what will happen to them. When they released them, they went straight to the church. So this is the verse, verse 29. The church, go, go to verse 23, go to 23. And being let go, they went to their own company. That is their own church. They went to their own company. Their own company. You have companies, isn't it? Yeah, that's where we took it from. They, they, went, to, they, they went to their own company. The people they could, they could pray with. And reported all that the chief priests and the elders had said unto them. These are apostles. This is Apostle Peter and Apostle John. Why didn't they enter some garden by themselves and start praying? Even Jesus wanted John, Peter and James to join him in prayer. It's not, it's, you don't need, not, it's not one person's prayer. It's a lot of people's prayer. You understand? This year, God says he's putting a difference. Hallelujah. Difference between all of us. Hallelujah. Those who serve him and those who don't serve him. We must ensure that it works. By our prayer. Father, open doors. All those who are not getting jobs in this church. Father, open doors for them to get jobs in Jesus' name. Yeah, something remarkable. Let them work with UN. Let them, let them have miracle businesses, miracle jobs. Give them something remarkable. Let something remarkable happen. Those who want to go to school abroad, Father, open doors for them to go. Let them be miracles and signs and wonders. He says, ask for my children, me and my children. We are for signs and we are for wonders. Father, we are for signs and we are for wonders. Let there be changes all around. In the name of the Lord Jesus. As you pray like that, you'll be surprised. You'll be surprised. And those who are around you will see the difference. You'll see that, hey, Charlie, what be your secrets? Then you go call them, Charlie, how they come? My guy, come. Just follow me. And they'll come to your church. And before long, they'll also receive their miracle. Because there's constant prayer. Constant prayer for miracles, signs, and wonders to happen on a spontaneous basis. Imagine if about 500 or 1,000, there are more than 1,000 people in the church. About 1,000 of us are praying like this. Every Friday. Lego Sababaya. What's the content of the Lego Sababaya? For the miracle signs and wonders. Happening everywhere. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Breakthroughs like never before. Things that have been holding back people. Father, break that those chains in the name of the Lord Jesus. Let men be freed. Let blind eyes open. Let deaf ears be open. Let the dumb speak. Let this happen. It will be happening live. You don't need anybody to even touch anybody. Hallelujah. I went to a certain church where they pray like this every single morning. They pray every morning. 5 a.m. to 6 a.m. Early morning prayers. Every morning. For signs, wonders, miracles will happen over the weekend. Yeah. You should see their church. People eat the soil in the church. And they are healed. They eat the soil. Someone took the soil and went to spread it in his, in his house. Building started germinating. Not literally. Do you understand? He just got money to build without knowing what he was doing. Projects that have, have stopped for a long time. People are praying. Everybody. Many saints are praying. You are the righteous of God. God is interested in your prayer. Bible says that the, the prayer of the righteous availeth much. It maketh tremendous power available. As we pray like that, tremendous power is made available. That is dynamic and is working to change things. Who, what, who, 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 will be, who will be least amongst us? Nobody will be least amongst us. Who will be, who will be gliding high on eagle's wings? Because all of us are praying. Are you ready to pray such prayers? Are you ready to pray such prayers out there? Acts chapter 4, isn't it? So, they went to their own company. And said, Lord, thou art God, which has made heaven and earth. And the sea and all that is in it. They started praying with one accord. One accord means they, were, they knew what they were praying about. They knew what they were praying for. They all knew. They were praying that some miracle signs and wonders would be done. Go to verse 29. Jump to verse 29. 
And now, Lord, behold their threatenings. Then they prayed. And grant unto thy servants that with all boldness they may speak thy word. Verse 30. By stretching forth thine hand, the boldness to preach the word of God is linked to miracle signs and wonders. If there are no miracle signs and wonders, the preacher is not bold to preach. He can't preach some things. It says, by stretching forth thy hand to heal, and that signs and wonders may be done by the name of thy holy child Jesus. When we mention Jesus' name, something must happen. For instance, sometimes you see Pastor Chris on TV, some people will be there, they are crippled, and then he will come, he will do some things, one or two, and then the person will come up. You think it's just him? Do you know the number of people who are praying behind him? You have no idea. The whole church, the whole Christ and Master is praying. Their faith is so much. The angels are worried. Father, you have to make sure this one works. If it doesn't work, some people, a lot of people's faith will be crushed. Do you understand? And definitely the person will come up. This is the, he doesn't even talk. He goes and does this. And the person sees. The number of people, there are more than 28 million people who are praying. There are more than 28 million people who are praying. They are all praying. Every week they are praying. They are praying at noon. They are praying in the night. They are praying in the morning. The whole of Nigeria, the whole Nigeria church is fasting and praying for 21 days. Every evening they are meeting and praying for 21 days. Why do you think some things will not happen amongst them? What do you think? Yeah, but we, we are quiet. We don't have to be quiet. Say I will not be quiet any longer. I will open my mouth and start speaking in tongues. Every Friday, I'm praying. Hold up a buyer. Miracle signs and wonders. Let miracle signs and wonders be done by the name of the Holy Child Jesus Christ. Yeah. As the miracles happen, the people... You see, it's the means of gathering. It's the means of gathering people and causing people to believe. Let me show you some more. Go to Acts chapter 5, from verse 14. Between 14 and 16. It says, And believers were the more added to the Lord, multitudes both of men and women. In so much that they... They brought forth the sick into the streets and laid them on beds and couches that all the, at the least the shadow of Peter passing by might overshadow some of them. Have you seen it? Many people. Go to the next verse. There came also a multitude out of the cities ran about unto Jerusalem, bringing sick foes and them which were vexed with unclean spirits. And they were all, they were healed. Every single one of them. Healings were happening. Therefore, multitudes could come. Some wild things must happen amongst us. That's why we have, we have tagged Friday as prophetic, miracle prophetic service. On Fridays, we are expecting some wild things to be happening. Hallelujah. Yeah. If you want to see blind eyes open, come on Friday nights. You see an eye opening. Yeah. Because we are going to be laying a demand on the anointing of God to work along that line. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Go to Acts chapter 9, verse 33. Nothing sells more than testimonies. Nothing sells more than testimonies. Bishop Poe de Poe is not on TV. He's not on radio. If you hear Bishop Poe de Poe on radio, it's not him who is paying for it. It's someone who is paying for it. If you see him on TV, it's not him who is paying for it. Someone is on TV station, someone the person is paying for it. The church does not have a department for, many, for radio and for TV. None. Not in Nigeria, not in any part of the world. Do you know how many people he seats every Sunday morning? 408,000 people go to church every Sunday morning in his church. Do you understand 408,000 in one location? The church is so big, you need to drive for minutes to be able to go around the church building. I've been there, it's not a small thing. You know what I'm talking about. Very big. The church building seats 50,000 people. The outside seats 52,000 people. 
So 102,000 people every Sunday morning for one service. And they run four services. 102 times. So how much is that? It's, there are so many that they are building a 100,000 seat auditorium. A hundred thousand seats of the tail. What cannot happen in that church? No, no, no. Like, what can't happen? The question is not what will not happen. What can't? Everybody is, everybody is fine. Everybody is okay. You can't be a winner and not, and not be blessed. No, 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 no. Your fellow winner, winner brothers will help you. I don't mind. They will sort you out. Something will happen. I mean, you forget about it. Miracles. Oh, 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 oh. I mean. So you might just imagine, this is just for Lagos. For Takot and Abuja and uh, Ilori and all those places are not part. There's a big church in Abuja too. Those parts are not part. Everybody is praying for miracles, signs and wonders to happen. Someone was kidnapped. One of them was kidnapped. They were going to butcher him and take his, his private parts for rituals. They kidnapped him, took him to the butcher place. They told him to strip naked. He said he would not take his shirt off because his shirt... Had Bishop Oedipo's picture in there. There were their the, the 30th anniversary shirts. So his picture was all over the shirt, the, 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 the dress. He said, oh, he will take everything off. But as for the shirt, he will not take it off. They said, he said, he will not take it off. So he took his trousers, everything off. Then he entered the butcher place. As the guy was butchering somebody, killing the person and taking the parts and all that, he turned and looked at the guy. When he looked, the picture in the shirt was talking. And saying, release my son or die. Release my son or die. The man said, bros, take that guy, that guy, take him out. Out. I don't want to see him here. And they took him out. That was his salvation. Why? Do you think it's Bishop Oedipo's post prayer? He, he came to give his own testimony. The guy came to give, the guy who had that experience was the one who was standing there giving his testimony. Yeah. And guy was going to be kidnapped. And he had the brochure in his pocket. Every, every Sunday they have a, a bulletin for prayer. The prayers will be praying during the week. When the guy, they said, everybody go down. When he bent down, the thing fell out of his pocket. When it fell and opened, Bishop Wade was started talking out of it. You want to die? Keep this boy. Release that boy now. Release that boy. Supernatural. Yeah. Don't you like such things? Don't you like such things? A lot of people praying. You get a lot of people. A lot of people. A lot. It's not one person, no. Since they lifted up their voice with one accord. Let miracles, signs and wonders be done in the name of thy holy child Jesus. By stretching forth your hand. Stretch forth your hand. Let your hand be stretched forth consistently. Yeah. I see great things happening amongst us. As for this year. Tell me about as for this year. We are going forward. In an extraordinary way. And you are part of it. Yeah. So we are praying like that. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's number one. Number three, isn't it? Let's go to number four. And I'll give you number five and number six some other time. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So number four, right? Yes, number four, pray for the spiritual growth and establishment of believers. Pray for the spiritual growth and establishment of believers. Pray for the spiritual growth and establishment of what? Of believers. It's not enough for them to be born again. The born again experience is the beginning of everything. They must be born again and they must grow. Until someone stops thinking that church is one of those things. You, our mission is not done. 
until the person is established in the house of God and is ready to take any role and do something for the house of God. Until the person gets to the point where he would want to be involved when we, are, when we say, we are all going to win souls. Until the person gets to that point where he's, he's, he understands spiritual language, real spiritual language. We've not done much. Until the person stops thinking that the devil is in control of his life. <laughs> and that dreams are in control of his life. And that he should be chasing prophets from one place to the other. We have not finished our job. We must stay in prayer for them to stay in the church. If we don't stay in prayer, they will all get out. This is salvation. Billy Graham said something. He said about 90% of the people he's led to Christ, not he alone, but who are led to Christ, end up outside of the church after some years. Because they, are, they don't grow as they are supposed to. You understand what I'm saying? They don't grow. There's no spiritual growth. Real spiritual growth. If a baby remains a baby, it will die. The baby must grow. The child must grow. The born again experience brings you into the kingdom of God as a child, as a baby. In First Peter chapter two, verse two. Go to First Peter chapter two. Let's read from verse one to verse two. Now, prior to that, he has spoken about. Okay, you see, First Peter chapter two comes, comes after First Peter chapter one, isn't it? So let's go to First Peter chapter one, verse twenty-three. Then we read on First Peter chapter one, verse twenty-three. Being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible by the word of God which lives and abides forever. He's talking about the born again experience. He says, we are born again by the word of God. Do you see? Next verse. Go to the next verse. For all flesh is as grass, and all the glory of man as a flower of grass. The grass with it, and all the flower thereof fizzes away. But the word of the Lord endureth forever. And this is the word which we by the gospel is, is preached unto you. Then the next verse is chapter 2, verse 1. Have you seen it? So it's a continuous, he's explained the born again experience to you and how important it is that the person is established through the word of God. Wherefore, laying aside all malice and all guile, because a born again child will still have malice. And still have guile. Let's read Amplified. So be done with every trace of wickedness. A child of God can be wicked. The guy is born again, but he's wicked. He's not correct. He's, he's not correct. He's duping people. He's a child of God, but he's duping people. He's a child of God, but he's, he's destroying lives. He's a child of God, but he's a womanizer. He's impregnating people all over the place. Left, right, center. No, no chance, guy. If you do this mistake, you'll be surprised. So be done with every trace of wickedness, depravity, and malignity, and all deceit and insincerity, pretense, hypocrisy. Children of God can have this. And grudges. There are a lot of people who don't talk in the church. You go to some churches, they don't talk. They don't talk to each other. When we say hug, let's hug, go around and hug people. They hug this person. Oh, I love you, I love you. And they hug this person. Oh, I love you. I love you. Then they see that the girl they don't like is coming. As a girl is coming, like they will just pass under their hand and then go and hug another person. Envies, grudges, jealousies, slander, and slander, saying bad things about people. Children of God, the church is one of the worst places in the world. I'm telling you. It's on the West because the church is filled with babies, babies, pampers. They are pooping on themselves, wee on themselves, vomiting on themselves, all kinds. So I say, I've, I've, I've been hurt, I've been hurt by the pastor, I've been hurt by this person, I've been hurt by that person. I'm not coming to church anymore until that stops. We have not finished our ministry. Until that stops, until you get to the place where nobody can let you leave the church. Nobody, no matter what happens, you still be in the house of God. JB said, I'll dwell in the house of God forever. He did say, when, when everything is fine. When nobody is hurting me. You should know that you'll be hurting the church. Don't you know that you'll be hurting the church? You have to know. You have to expect it. He says, the offenses shall come. Someone will hurt you. Someone will break your heart. It's in the church that someone will break your heart. Our people, the guy broke the girl's heart and is married to another person now. They are in the church. But the girl, the girl has decided not to be offended. We are in the church. We'll be happy. 
and another person has come for that girl and they are also going to get married. Everybody is happy. That's how the church is. Oh, you know the you know the Bible. So until those who have come in learn to stay and not go, we don't have to leave prayer. And there are prayers to pray. Okay? So be done with every trace of wickedness, depravity, slander and evil speaking of every kind. Next verse. Like newborn babies you should crave. Test for. Endlessly desire the pure, unadulterated spiritual milk that by it you may be nurtured and grow into completed salvation. Is he called his completed salvation? So we must stay in prayer to see real spiritual growth. In Galatians, go to Galatians 4, verse 19. Galatians 4, 19. Galatians 4, 19. King James. He says, my little children. He was talking to the church. He says, my little children. Of whom I travail in birth again. Before they became born again, he travailed for them to be born again. Now that they are born again, he says, I'm traveling again. Until Christ be formed in you. You must have Christ being formed in them. They must grow from being dead to become mature sons of God. Children who are led by the, by the, by the Spirit of God. Children who are not carnal. First Corinthians 3 verse 1, it says, Paul says that, I, And I, brethren, could not speak unto you as unto spiritual. Unto you as spiritual. We will not stop praying. I could not speak unto you as unto spiritual, but as unto carnal. Even as unto babes in Christ. Because they are babes in Christ. And there are a lot of them in the church. Babes. Their pampas is as big as this. Nobody has changed their diapers in a very long time. You see, and they, are, they, are, they have been in the church for a long time. Some people have been in the church for six years. Yet they are still on diapers. They are still on milk. They are supposed to, be a, to, to get off that place. And be taking care of others. That's how it's supposed to be. I have younger siblings behind me. I, have a, I take care of him. I was involved in the pain of my younger brother's kufis. It's a sign of maturity. As you grow, you must also stop those who are down there up. But in, it's only in the church that someone wants, if you stop giving someone a certain kind of attention as a, as a, as a leader, you stop giving because you're expecting the person to be able to take care of himself to a certain point by now and be able to come to church on their own by now, they get offended. When is it that uh, you are not coming for me again from the church, from my house to the church? I, be, I was sitting in your car when, when, when I came. Now I'm not sitting in your car anymore. Such is life. Such is life. Such is life. I will not come to that church anymore. No, you are expected to grow. You are expected to get out of the baby court for someone else to come into the baby court so that you will take care of that baby. Not the other way around. You are, you are 17 and you are sleeping in the baby court like this. It's only babies who want attention every time. They just cry anyhow. Until you stop being a baby, we will not stop praying. My little children. Of whom I travel again in birth unto Christ be formed in you. So on Fridays we'll be here. Father, let Christ be formed in them in the name of the Lord Jesus. Let all the babies take their pampers off and become big men in Jesus' name. May they grow up on every single of their lives in Jesus' name. And it will be happening live. If we don't pray like that, they will not stay in the church. We must stay in prayer for them to stay in the church. Hallelujah. So we pray that Christ will be formed in them. That's, that's number four. Hey, pray that Christ will be formed in them. Pray that Christ will be formed in them. B. Pray that they will stand perfect and complete in all the will of God. Okay? They must stand perfect and complete in all the will of God. When they come to the will of God, they are perfect. There's no spot on them. They are fine. They are ready for heaven. If they die today, they will not have to be sad. And so that ah, the person was a born again child, but he was a drunkard. Yeah. He was a womanizer. Yeah, God, where is he going to be? Where is he going to be? There shouldn't be anything like that in the church. 
If you, if you should die, we will not be worried. We should be worried. Because we know you are in a better place. You are with God. Or you don't know you will die one day. It's either you die or you are raptured. Whichever one comes, you will not be here forever. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Uh, so you better live well. Yeah, go to Colossians 4 verse 12. He says, Epaphras, who is one of you, a servant of Christ, saluted you. Read the rest to me. One to go. Always laboring because it's a labor. Prayer is labor. You know it's labor. Prayer is work. That's why people come. People come pray. They do. In Jesus' name, Amen. Can say, Father? Oh, Father! Father, Father, Father! Amen. They don't even know what to pray. Because this is very difficult. It's a labor. Tell everybody it's a labor. You sweat in the prayer. As you are praying, you realize that you are sweating. Mo la gabayaba. Ba 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 ba. Ba 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 ba. Ba 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 ba. Ba 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 ba. Ba 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 ba. You realize that you are sweating. You have to wipe your sweat. Hey. That's what Epaphras was doing. The Bible says that Epaphras prayed to the point. Is it Onesiphorus or Onesimus? One of them. He prayed to the point that he fell sick. He prayed, ah, he fell sick. Yeah. Always laboring fervently for you in prayers. Let's read the Amplified so we understand it even some more. Epaphras, who is one of yourselves, a servant of Christ, just sends you greetings. He is always striving for you. Earnestly in his prayers, pleading that you may, as persons of right character and clear conviction, stand firm and mature in spiritual growth, convinced and fully assured in everything by the will, by, in everything willed by God. This is what he's praying. He's praying that you will stand perfect and complete in all the will of God. You will, you will be in the perfect... This, he's praying for the perfect will of God for you. That you pray, you'll be in the perfect will of God. There's nothing like walking in the perfect will of God for your life. Everything falls to place. You'll never marry the wrong person. You never have to get to the place where you say, I don't think I like my wife anymore. I don't know, I don't know, Pastor, I don't know, I don't understand, but, uh, you know, those days, the ladies have changed. But my wife is not changing, so I don't like her anymore. You will not have to get to that point. You will not get to the point where your children are worrying you when you sleep, you sleep like this. Then you wake up, hey, 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 where's my son? Your son has gone for 75 days, he has not returned. And he's just 15 years old. He's just 15 years old. Bad boy. You never have to. You'll be walking in the perfect will of God concerning your life on every sphere. It's the best prayer to pray for anybody and to pray for yourself. Father, let me walk in your perfect will. Epaphras was praying that prayer every single day, fervently, earnestly, with all of his heart. On Fridays. Say on Fridays. Fridays. Say it again on Fridays. Fridays. We'll be here. here. Praying. 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 We'll clap our hands and we'll pray. Father, let this happen. Gather them. Establish them. Let them grow. On every side. In Jesus' name. I see you multiplying on every side of your life. Listen, you will see good days all the rest of your life. You will see good days. I prophesy to you, you will see good days. I stretch forth my hands upon your life. That you will see good days all of your life. All of your life. Good days every day. Good days every day. As you pray like this, you will see good days. Good days. Good days. Good days. Good days. Good days. Your days will be filled with prosperity. Your days will be filled with goodness. 
your days will be filled with prosperity. Your days will be filled with, filled with goodness. Every single day, every single hour, goodness and mercy will follow you every single day in the name of the Lord Jesus. I see you multiplying on every side of your life. You multiply and increase every single day of your life. I bless you with the blessings of God. Heaven will respond to every single prayer of yours. Because you have decided to work for the Lord. Your prayers will be answered without delay. Every single prayer will be answered without delay. What you didn't pray for will be given to you. What you didn't ask for will be given to you. Daniel was a man godly beloved. And he was given wisdom above all his peers. I see the wisdom of God being given to you above all your peers. You are 100 years above your, your peers. So many years ahead of your, of your mates. In the name of the Lord Jesus. I see you growing and developing on every side. Developing and going on every side. Walking in prosperity. Walking in health. Nothing around you will ever die. Nothing around you will ever die. I see everything around you living. Filled with life. Because you are full of life. In the name of the Lord Jesus. I bless you. Even in Jesus mighty name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. God bless you for listening. Keep listening to the word as Christ is made the center of your world. For prayer and counseling, call 024-563-8314 or send an email to info at christworldinc.com. God bless you.